Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas. He's RJ Bell. I'm Bernie Fratto, and we're coming to you. Wait live. a minute, Bernie. Wait a minute. Why are you taking over as host? What? What? what this is like the NWO. Oh, back in the day. Oh, it's some kind of takeover going on here. Well, you could be right. Stay tuned for the next <laughs> hour. And we're going to take you on a ride, and you're all going, I got a phone call from a very important person last Thursday, the kind of phone call you like to get. But uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, RJ, what if I told you the Cleveland Browns in their last 35 Sundays were 0-34-1, but in their last five Thursdays, now I'm talking about the Thursday night standalone contest that was created a few years ago by the NFL, the Browns are 3-2. and two. So are we left to surmise the fact that your Cleveland Browns are better when they have less time to prepare? See, those are the types of mysteries we'll hope to unravel every Saturday night right here with Straight Out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Well, first off, Calling them my Cleveland Browns, I don't think you could have said something any more offensive. <laughs> As a Steelers fan, no, no, no. Well, let's unpack no, no, this. No. Now, I've, I've been privileged to know you for many years here in Las Vegas, and I know the Steelers are your team, but you do hail from the great state of Ohio, so I'm not totally unfair in that moniker. No, see, that's the thing, though. Think about like the uh, east side, west side, and the wire, right? They all they all hailed from Baltimore, right? They were just three miles across the highway, and it's you know West Side East Side. Where I grew up, only people that have you ever heard the term of someone who's a a, a, a sadist is someone that likes to give pain, right? And then there's people a sadomasochist likes to receive pain. Okay, I don't know if you know about that. I'm gonna if look that up. In my only only sadomasochists. 
where I grew up, like the Browns, and I don't really like pain. Oh, come on. The Cuyahoga Sunset, are you kidding? Now, listen, I spent 17 years in Detroit, so the last thing I'm going to do is look down my nose at the great city of Cleveland. But I got to tell you. Well, listen, if I were from Detroit, I wouldn't judge anyone either. So we got that going for us. (laughs) But our good friend Steve Fezzik had an interesting observation because, you know, RJ, the last two years, we both know that the Sharps have lost a shekel or two betting on the Browns. 4-12 and against the spread the last two years. But they're a sparkling 3-0 against the spread coming out of the gate this year, even though they're 1-1-1. But our good friend Steve Fezzik believes that you should fade the Browns going forward. Let's take a listen. We know Mayfield came in. We know they energized the Browns. What else did you see in this game? You know, I'm taking a little contrarian approach to this. The Baker mania, I think, is going to sweep the nation. I actually think the Browns are going to become overrated, RJ. Plus three in turnovers. Mayfield played great. So let's be clear. Plus three in turnovers. In the NFL, whoever wins the turnover battle, just even a plus one, covers the spread 77% of the time. If you're plus three... You're covering almost 90% of the time. The fact it took you know, some late heroics probably means the Browns aren't quite as good as they seem, and they don't seem all that good. Correct. And now that they're plus nine in turnovers for the year, this is a team, believe it or not, I'm going to be looking to fade going forward. You know, last year, the Browns were minus 28 in turnovers, and, you know, they didn't win a game. It was in all the papers. This year, they're plus five week one. They still can't get a W, interestingly enough. Yeah, but let's be honest. Tying uh, or tying the Steelers is is uh, they overperformed. The Browns overperformed. They cover the spread in week one. But I think, Bernie, you're touching on the key point is no team can overcome extreme turnover negative or negative numbers in that net number. The Browns are leading the NFL in positive numbers. They're 3 and 0 against the spread. 1-1-1 as you said straight up. Last year they were the worst. So some of this you could say, "Hey, the Browns got rid of the right. uh, uh Kaiser Soso right. as cousin Sal would say. <laughs> I think the usual suspects. Yeah, I think it's probably Kaiser not quite so-so, but Oh my goodness. And and he was horrible. What they thought with Taylor was at minimum he wouldn't turn the ball over. Now, by all accounts, Taylor's played a lot worse than he did last year. So Mayfield, a lot of reason to be excited, I think, if you're a Browns fan, especially because you got to win. We all have our uh, expectations, right? But the fact of the matter is it's so much easier for an inexperienced quarterback to come off the bench. You know why? Well, Because the team didn't game plan for you and your weaknesses. I think it's harder for Mayfield moving forward if he starts, and I think we all assume he will, because the defenses will game plan. We'll see how the script is written on a go-forward basis. I've already dubbed, here's another Pittsburgh Steeler reference for you, spoiler alert, I've already dubbed Baker Mayfield the new Jefferson Street Joe Gilliam. Now, we don't know... Save that for a later show. <laughs> look it up. Google it, folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about. But look, give the man so, his due. So you, let me ask you a question, Bernie. So yeah. you're thinking, all right, this is the first night. We don't know. On the night straight, straight out of Vegas. Yeah. I'm going to bring up a reference from the mid-70s, a backup quarterback from the mid-70s. Let's, let, why not? <laughs> why? It's not my fault if you young folk out there don't know your history. Fire up your Commodore 64 and You Google know what's it. funny, though, Bernie? So... You're, uh, let, let's, let's just say mid-50s will be generous. Does that sound right? Well, you're talking about my chronological age, my <laughs> biological age, 
<laughs> or my psychological age because they're three uh, different ages. All right, let me see. I think chronological. Uh, <laughs> I won't even get into all, all right, that. All right. Here's what I'll say, though. Think about when you were like, let's say, you know, 10, 12, 15 in 1975. Right. right. People that were talking about like why a tittle, <laughs> how, like you thought they were crazy, right? How long ago? No, I didn't. Oh, come on. You were thinking, you, you didn't know who I picture, that, that iconic picture of him kneeling in, in the end zone with the blood streaming down from his head? I think here's what I'll say, and it's probably not open for debate. Okay. Everyone thinks that they're, the, the years that they've been alive, that's what matters. You know, oh, sure, I was, sure, when I was sure. like, I started listening to music in like uh, 1983. I was 13, right? Okay. I th- Zeppelin broke up in 80. Zeppelin felt like it was like another, it was like, oh my God, I wonder who was alive when Zeppelin was, you know, I'm 13. I just know they were from a time I didn't remember, right? Now Nirvana, Kurt Cobain died. I'm thinking, oh yeah, that just recently happened. It was 27 years ago. <laughs> so do the math on how long ago Gillen was to when yeah. you were a kid. Well, and you probably, that's not a great God reference. Rest his soul. Well, it, we're going to save that for a later show because <laughs> I believe Baker Mayfield Let's wrap up the Cleveland segment. Let me just say this about this, as Richard Nixon once said. <laughs> now he's quoting the president from the early 70s. Same year, 74. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Forget it. He's rolling. By the way, if you're going to come at with smells like team spirit, it, it, you know we're already off the rails. Look, you, you mentioned Tyrod Taylor. He only turned the ball over six times last year. Deshaun Kaiser, 28. Do you know that the Cleveland Browns averaged 19 more yards per game on offense last year than Baltimore, but Baltimore won nine more games because their turnover ratio was plus 17 and Cleveland's was minus 28. Save that again for later. I think Steve Fezzik has a good point. Might the Browns be overvalued? Final thought from this point going forward. They play the Raiders in 10 days. I am not anxious to fade them initially. Right. Because I believe that, and again, to to toot your horn, you have had... uh, a lot of experience in the media, especially mm-hmm. the Detroit media. Yep. You've been around the NFL teams. Everyone thinks these guys are superheroes. And they are in some ways physically, but in other ways they're not. And the reality is that enthusiasm makes a difference. It's not, oh, they're making millions of dollars. They should be enthusiastic no matter what. Enthusiasm makes a difference. And I think the Browns are going to be super enthusiastic these next 10 days. But after the first lot, once there gets to be a little bit of turmoil for Baker Mayfield, that's when I think the enthusiasm's gone. Now it's just how good is he? And I think he's probably overrated. With all due respect, save for a four-letter word named Zane, the Browns might be 3-0. Yeah. Now let's but, look but ahead. Certain teams, the- certain teams have a culture of losing. And if you watched the HBO show... Uh, hard knocks. Hard knocks. It's hard to imagine you're thinking that brain trust with uh, Huey headlines, as some call him, is the guy <laughs> that you want making those tactical decisions late. Speaking of headlines, there's a mutiny in Detroit. Matt Patricia takes over for a very popular coach, although it was really conventional wisdom that Jim Caldwell was never going to get him to the Super Bowl. Well, popular with the players, not so much with the fans. True. True on both accounts, but you've got a good. Sunday night game brewing tomorrow night. I think that's going to gain a lot of interest. And one of the topics has been Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Who really brings more value to that franchise? Who's more important? RJ, both you and Steve Fezzik weighed on that, weighed in on that this week. Let's give it a listen. How do we rate players in Vegas? By points. How many points per game? 
We don't often rate coaches, but when it's the genius, and that's what we call Belichick the genius, well, he matters. Let's start with Brady. Right now, on a per-game basis, how many points is Brady worth? Brady is worth six points over his backup Hoyer. Okay, six points for Brady. I agree with that, Fez. Where do we put Belichick? Points per game. Three and a half points per game versus an average NFL coach. Hmm. Well, that's above my pay grade, but I don't want to argue with it. Meanwhile... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You disagree? I don't disagree. I just don't know how you quantify it completely. Well, that's why you don't, you're not a professional batter. I'm not a professional batter, but I have been around. You've been around professional batters. You know me. I, yeah, of course. But it's kind of hard to just... Fezzik. But it's kind of hard to use the fact you know me and Fez when you disagree with us. It's like, I know well, Steve Fezzik and R.J. Well, Bell. Well, you're assuming so facts, not in evidence. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> I'm trying to get my mind around these numbers, three and a half, five. Are they arbitrary? Are they capricious? How do we really know? All I know is this, is I think the Lions are in big trouble, Sonny. And let me just say this about that game. Tom Brady, 18 and four, coming off a loss, even when he has to travel the following week. And, oh, by the way, in the Tom Brady era, the New England Patriots, 12 and 0 against teams that are 0 and 2. I'm not even sure... So these, got the these whole are, field advantage. Hold on a second. These are straight up trends. Usually, a team that's a touchdown favorite is going to win the we're, game. We're going to, we're, you know, RJ, seventy percent of the time in the NFL, if you win, you cover. Oh no, 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 no! Don't start down that road. All right, we won't. We're all about the half a point. The point. Of course, we are. That's what we're. Of course, about. we are. By the way, before we go to break, all those cuts are coming from the straight out of Vegas that is now weekday, six to seven Eastern time every. Weekday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 3 to 4 Pacific, straight out of Vegas. He's R.J. Bell. I am Bernie Fratto. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and you are listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Don't go away. Straight out of Vegas! Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal. Even if it's not with us, saving you time and money, now that's progressive. Call or click today. By the way, we're brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I expect the Pats to get it done Sunday night in a big way. And I got to tell you, RJ, that crowd could get a little ugly. The Natives got restless against the Jets a couple of Thursdays ago. Steve Fezzik talked about that the other day. Could home field actually turn on the Lions? Sunday night football, and it is New England with a seven-point favorite going into Detroit on Sunday night. So this is up from six and a half as lean or like. I'm passing this game because of the uncertainty here, RJ. I'm not sure for New England how effective their new wide receiver Josh Gordon's going to be. And I'm not sure about the home field advantage in this game. Will the Detroit Boo Birds come out if they start poorly? So what you're saying is home field, especially when the team's 0-2, if they start losing, it could become a disadvantage. Yes, especially after that Jet debacle week one. And if you're betting a seven-point underdog, in theory, they're going to be down by 14 a decent amount of the time. But if they start booing, all of a sudden it's going to be harder to come back. RJ, if the Lions are a seven-point dog at home, what would you make this line on a neutral? Well, home field in the NFL were three. So on a neutral, it'd be about four. And if this game, uh, or check that, it'd be an additional three, so 10. And if this game were in New England, you're looking at 13. How much do you factor in 
what you saw. The Jets come in, put up 48-48-17 final, and frankly, they weren't competitive against the Niners until it mattered too late. Our good buddy Rod, Rob Parker with Chris Broussard, you know, during the week on The Odd Couple is always called Matt Stadford, Stat Patford because <laughs> he gets a lot of those fourth-quarter yards and touchdowns when they're already trailing. Everybody forgets they were down 17 points in the fourth quarter. Do you factor that in to the line? Yes, because one of the things we do on Straight Out of Vegas every day now is when are there deceiving box scores? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that Detroit box score against San Francisco, one of my best bets of the week, 49ers this week against KC, one of the drivers, San Fran played better than the scoreboard week one against Minnesota and better than the scoreboard against the Lions because of the two late touchdowns, as you said. They count, but we know when a team goes into prevent, right. giving up those those touchdowns isn't quite as consequential as earlier in the game. Defenses are funneling plays to the middle of the field. You're actually helping them kill the clock. I thought the the Lions were not really, really competitive in either game. Let's move ahead to the But, super- but remember something, Bernie. And in, in, there's a I have a new character. I don't have a voice for him yet or theme music. We call him Freddie Fanny Pack. And Freddie's from the Midwest. He might have grew up near you in Detroit. Yeah, that's pretty good alliteration there. But but he yes. Yes. But he didn't go to Vegas. One day when did you come to Vegas? February seventh, two thousand ten. And I came here to live, but I've been coming since nineteen seventy nine. Okay, so you've only been in town like eight years. I must have met you right when you showed up. I did. Yeah. Okay, okay. I reached out to you. All right. Now so a lot of people in the Midwest only come here a couple times a year. They go to Fremont Street. They don't go to the Bellagio intimidates them. They go to Fremont Street. They have a fanny pack. That's why they call him Fanny Pack Fred. A big pot belly. Mm -hmm. And they walk down Fremont Street with deep fried Twinkies on sticks, eating them. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. It's going to work if you can get it. Okay. Now, who do you think Fanny Pack Freddy is betting in the Pats Lions game? There's no question he's betting favorite. And you over. All right. So I wouldn't be too quick to bet the favorite. Not that it's not going to win sometimes. But what we know is Fanny Pack Freddy is not making a living betting sports. Would you agree the chasm between quote unquote square and the sharp has narrowed quite a bit over the years because no. of accessibility no. to usable information? No. Could you be more specific? <laughs> Sick and tired of hearing that. All right, here's this is what quite frankly, quasi sharps, half sharps, half a wise guy. And now in the media, you're seeing these guys spring up and all of a sudden, now they got podcasts on sports betting. You listen to the first six minutes, they make eight mistakes. I mean, I mean, I don't mean mistakes like which team to like. I mean, mistakes like basic fundamental sure. mistakes about this is wrong. This is objectively wrong. Here's what I'll say. I think the analogy, Bernie, is eating healthy. Meaning today, we have more knowledge about eating healthy than we've ever had. But is there less or more obesity? More. And the reason is, it's not just knowing the right thing to do. It's knowing it and having the willpower to do it. I agree with you. Discipline. If you got a test, like a driving test kind of thing, and ask the typical batter things like, well, what percentage do you have to hit to win or to break even? All these kind of questions. The batters are probably more knowledgeable today, but they have... Maybe the same discipline or maybe even less. And because of that, I think betters are losing as much today as 
However, a guy like Fezzik, a guy like Brad Powers, it's not just what he knows. It's his discipline. Apply it. That's the difference. And part of it is money management as well. For sure. Now, and one final thought about the Pats-Lions. I get it. You don't get rich laying a touchdown on the road in the NFL. Agreed. But sometimes games can be an independent trial, and this is one of them. You have yeah, to- that's just fancy way of saying you don't want the stats. You, you want to go against the numbers. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying you can't lay – first of all, when you're laying seven on the road in the NFL, you're pretty much getting to the point where you can't lay it. You can lay seven. You can't lay seven and a half. If you just look at the numbers, laying more than a touchdown on the road in the NFL – 45% the last 20 that's, years. That's correct, blindly. All right, so what I'm saying is your handicap is not going to overcome 7.5% from 45 to 52.5 just to break even. is you got to have 7.5 extra win percentage points. It just doesn't happen. Well, as you know, the job of the bookmaker is not to make a prediction. Just because the Lions are getting 7 at home, that doesn't imply that the Pats are going to win by 7. They're merely trying to create equal action on both sides. But, Bernie, this is another sick and tired of hearing that. Let me ask you, the difference between a bookmaker's line mm-hmm. and a and batter's a line. line. And a, well, a bookmaker's line and the market line would be the same, as in they're trying to split the action. Right. Right? They want half on one side, half on the other. The old saying is, oh, it, it'd be fun to be a bookmaker. Million on one side, million on the other. Laying Take your one point one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I hear you. The bookmaking line attempts to split the action. A better's line attempts to split the result. So let's say you're right and there's a premium on New England. So the bookmaking line might be seven to split the action. The better's line might be six. So usually the difference between a bookmaker's line and a better's line is going to be a point at the most. And that's only when you've got a team that's especially expensive for whatever reason. Obviously, Tom Brady and Belichick are expensive, typically. What you heard me say, there are technical factors to betting and there are fundamental factors to betting. What you heard me say was the counterpoint to the groupthink echo chamber who says, well, I don't know, boy, everybody's on the pats, and I, I'm really much smarter than those folks, so I'm going to go against the public blindly because they don't know what they're doing, and I do. You start to hear that broken record, and while it may apply over time, in a game like this, particularly when Bill Belichick has a habit of running roughshod over his, his former assistants. Well, let's talk about that. So we did, pregame.com did some original research on that this week. And when the assistants of Belichick are from the Patriots, so he had his Browns tenure, obviously, Patriots. So let's look at the Patriots time. Eight and six against the spread, Belichick is. So that's good. That's winning, but it's not domination. So Fair enough. eight and six against the spread when Belichick plays a former Patriots assistant. And to split hairs, that comes in at what, about 55, 56%? You do that, you make all the money you want to make. Absolutely. But when you have a trend that's eight and six, you don't have a big enough sample size. Not a big size. enough sample size. All right. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and. The fact that they are reigning Super Bowl champs, and it's never easy for the Super Bowl champ the following year, even though the last four years the Super Bowl champ has had a winning record against the spread. But they're going back to an old friend, Carson Wentz. So wait, that's an interesting stat. So what you're saying is the next year after a team won a Super Bowl, you play them blindly over 
16 weeks, 17 weeks? Over the regular season that you would have won money in each of the last four years yep. or in aggregate over four years? No, no, each of the last four years. Wow. Each of the last four years, yes. That's a good stat. Yeah. I would have I would have bet big money that weren't the case. That wasn't the case. It didn't used to be. Oh, no, I understand. I'm just saying. It didn't used to be. Because that team's typically going to have a premium on them. And sometimes they do. Yeah, and but they can still over a 16-game season win more than they lose against the spread, even with a premium, because that premium is a single point. So Carson Wentz will be under center. And RJ, you had uh, some good thoughts this week about the fact that it will be good to get their starting quarterback back, although obviously Nick Foles did a fabulous job. But will the Eagles be limited and cautious in their usage of Carson Wentz tomorrow? Give it some listen. I think with Philadelphia, you've got a situation with Wentz. Not only might he be limited physically, I think more importantly, he's, they're going to be limited in the aggressiveness of the play calling. I think they're going to tell him, if you don't see it, throw it away. Don't run. And because of that, and if a team gets a lead, I think they're going to sit on it. On the flip side, Luck, hey, look good on the scoreboard last week based on advanced metrics. Only the 27th best quarterback. Two big names. Luck, Wentz. Both of them, I think, physically limited. I think especially with the Eagles, you're going to see a conservative game plan. Under 47.5 total points. What do you think? Love it. Especially because Frank Reich, the new head coach for Indianapolis, was the former Eagles offensive coordinator. If anyone can stop the Eagles, it should be him. We're back live here. Total now in that game, 46. (laughs) Oh so, wow! Listen, let's let's not necessarily make a big deal about it, but uh, I'm going to come back to that. You know, you got to give a wink and a nod to Jim Schwartz's defense too. He's done a great. Well, job. I want to celebrate the fact I gave it out of 47 and a half, and it's 46. The, kudos. Well, it's just another. <laughs> now let's cash it now. You always want to get the best of the number. By the way, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com. 15 minutes ago. But first, let's go to Ralph Irvin with the latest. Well, thank you very much. And it was a wild college football Saturday, especially in Eugene, Oregon, where Stanford came back from 17 down and the number seven Cardinal win over number 20 Oregon, 38-31 in overtime. Not as good a news for number 13 Virginia Tech. Old Dominion shocked the Hokies, 49-35. Number five Oklahoma survived an overtime scare from Army, but win 28 28- 21, number one Alabama, no problem with the number 22 Texas A&M. 45-23, they roll. Kentucky is 2-0 in the SEC. They've started the year 4-0 after surprising number 14 Mississippi State, 28-27. Texas now 3-1. They upset number 17 TCU, 31-16, while Texas Tech knocked off number 15 Oklahoma State, 41-17. And Purdue, a... Tw- 30-13 upset of number 23, Boston College. On the Diamonds, the Yankees beat Baltimore 3-2 in 11 innings. That clinches an AL wildcard spot. Atlanta clinched the National League East with a 5-3 win over Philadelphia. Card shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you recognize a good price, you'll know it. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience and the final event to the PGA Tour season going on right now. One round to go in Atlanta at the Tour Championship and Tiger Woods has a three-shot lead over Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose heading into the final round and 
RJ, I don't think anyone's going to be giving uh, more than uh, one-to-one odds on Tiger winning this one. Well, let me tell you something, Ralph. And, Ralph, you're, you know golf. We know that. If you look at Tiger in the last two majors, right? So instead of 72 holes, 144. Instead of one course, two courses. Tiger had the best score over those two tournaments. Now, I know he didn't win any, but the idea that Tiger Woods in the two biggest tournaments of the second half of the year had the best score in the world? Well, and go a step boy. further, the fact that he has no wins, but he's sitting in second place in the FedEx Cup standings for the year, just showing how he's been up in the top the entire year, every almost every appearance he's made. No, I know. I mean, his ability physically to stay healthy is a question, but when he's healthy, he's back. Should be exciting stuff. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Ralph. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Bernie Fred. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And it's easy to save 15% more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. RJ, let's not uh, poo-poo what we just talked about. You placed a bet. You got the Eagles under at 47.5. It's now 46. You always want to get the best of the number. What do you attribute the line drop to? I think that the logic of that handicap was quite strong is it's not just the physicality of Wentz. Is he coming back a week early? I think maybe. I mean, the real question you got to ask yourself if the Eagles were 2-0, and would Wentz be playing this week? I don't think he would. But let's assume he's fine physically. Why not? Why? 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 Well, you, I think it's just the reality of not wanting to go 1-2, and two, right? And you said Foles played wonderfully. Foles played wonderfully in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Right, but there's been some games since. Not so well, good. He's not been perfect. No, he's been a below-average quarterback. Comparatively speaking. Based no, on that's the- all you can compare average to is comparing to others. Do you not agree that performance is directly uh, attributed to what expectations were? So perhaps the yeah. expectations. But, but let's judge him 1-32. to 32. If, if you had to judge the quarterbacks in the NFL. Right now? After two weeks, mm-hmm. Foles, where's he rank? Maybe 15th. I think you're being very optimistic. All right, but let's say 15. If you're talking about fantasy league numbers. No, no, no. I'm talking about winning games. I'm talking about what makes a quarterback good. Now, you continue. I'll look up his QBR. I mean, in a way, we can debate which quarterback rating really matters. I don't think we need to split hairs. I think oh, oper- I, I, think, I think he might know he doesn't I, like this number. Well, I think you might have me. But I think the <laughs> operative word here is that you're talking about Carson Wentz. And be cautious because they may make, quote, your word, the offense more conservative. What does that mean? He's going to have less autonomy to operate from the line yeah, of scrimmage. Think, He's going to have less, less autonomy to take off and run from the pocket. How does that manifest itself as a practical matter? Well, when you say autonomy, I, I don't think they're going to like dictate to him, don't do this. It's, it's really not a coach's league as, so much where they could ever do that. I think they're going to tell him, hey, if you don't see the first read and the second read, throw it away. All right, We're in good shape here, especially if they get a lead. They are a touchdown favorite, the Eagles. Yeah. If they get a lead, you really think Wentz is running on a third and eight? Right? If they're up 10, you know, is they're a position, you, he might. Quarterback well, is he a position might. you play with your eyes. You make mental snapshots, you receive the ball, and you, you so, make the, So you're saying in the preseason, they run just as much as in the Super Bowl? No. All right. Well, they, aren't their eyes the same? That's well. That's an apples and oranges comparison, <laughs> my friend. You're not, maybe you you're, should just you're, have it, Bernie. Maybe you should have that on a drop, and then whenever you lose an argument, you can just say that. 
You're not really playing to win games. And remember, I covered the Lions for many years. But your eyes are still there. Yes. You said it's your eye. Listen, let's accept the following and move on. Okay. Quarterbacks in in high leverage situations, whereas it's the fourth quarter, will run more than they will in the first quarter. They will run more and 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 throw into the rush where you know hang in there and hang and hang and know you're going to get hit and make that throw. In the fourth quarter of a tie game, that's fair. It's going to happen a lot more than it is if they're down twenty-one in the fourth there's quarter. A, there's a time clock in football. It's not like baseball. If you have a finite amount of time to come back from a two-score deficit, yeah, you might do things you might not normally do in the first quarter. You might do some things that might be considered. Yeah, desperate. you're going to take. You got to move the big, chains to keep a drive. Exactly. Alive. You're going to take bigger risks. Yeah, right. So my point is, the Eagles are clearly favored here. There's going to be some concern. On his part, on Wentz's part, is this leg okay? I think right? it is. Well, how do you know? Because because <laughs> I'm very familiar with the ACL injury. <laughs> so you're like a doc. Like, are you a doctor that we don't know about? I would never admit that in public. <laughs> uh, what they you, are finding. Okay, were you at General Hospital <laughs> as an extra? Have you seen my face? <laughs> I look like a composite drawing. You have a face for radio. And a, and, a, and a voice for newspaper, apparently. <laughs> now, RJ, I don't want to beat this to death, but when was Carson Wentz's injury? The month. What was it, November? Yes. Okay. So we are now talking about 11 months. What they are finding. This is like supposed to be an 18-month injury just no, five years no, ago. No, no, My daughter played Division One soccer, tore ACL three times. So I'm very familiar with the... You know the seriousness of the injury. I mean, what they are finding. Let's is agree. It, let, if let, you don't come back before nine months, you're. If you come back before nine months, between six and nine months, you are at greater risk than if you wait after nine months. That's all. No, here's the thing. He wasn't ready to play last week. We can debate if this were week one, and we were trying to figure out how ready he is. Went. That's a fine debate. We know how ready he is. He is at most five days ready. Because he wasn't ready seven days ago or six days ago, last Sunday. He wasn't ready last Sunday. He wasn't cleared for contact. No, in well, which means the doctor said he wasn't ready. Yeah, <laughs> so now it's fair. five days later, no six argument. days later. No argument. He can't be that ready. He might just have passed the threshold of being ready, but just passed it. He's not going to be in midseason form, but exactly. I think he's ready to play. I, well, he's ready to play because he's going to play, no doubt. But I think the fact is the combination of the coaches maybe being conservative Maybe him being conservative in the risks he, that Wentz takes. Also, and lastly, where he might feel a little apprehensive, you add it up, under looks mighty good. No argument. Now, talking about a team that's ready to play, or are they ready to play, one of the topics that came up on your daily show from 3 to 4 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern, straight out of Vegas, R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, the Steelers, oh my goodness, now, they are your team. Now, earlier I True. misspoke I, and I insulted you unintentionally, of course. <laughs> Saying I'm a Browns fan is sort of an insult. You did, grow, you did grow up in Cleveland, so I took a liberty there. I, 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 I used I, my first, Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're on national radio. I grew up four hours from Cleveland. Yes. And one hour from Pittsburgh, two hours from Columbus. Three hours from Cincinnati. Oh, very nice. I'll, I'll, so let's just say Cleveland's oh, the last city and what was I'm it? related and to. And I'll take geography for 50, Alex. Where was it? Ashtabula? <laughs> no, Euclid? No, no. Steubenville, baby. Jimmy oh, the, Jimmy the Greek. Jimmy the Greek. It was uh, 20 minutes north of me, yep. Steubenville. That's right. Dean Martin. When's the last time you were there? 
Steubenville? Yeah. Every time I go, I get Come a. On. There's a DeCarlo's Pizza in oh, Steubenville. Yeah. Excellent. I go there every time I'm back. You know, I went to Steubenville once. It was closed. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's your hometown. You can take a shot at Detroit. I, hold my hands behind my back. Give, give me your best shot. Let's talk about the Steelers because one of the topics that came up this week, RJ, was are the Steelers in a must-win situation Monday night against, you know, look, it's cringeworthy to even suggest that in September you could have a must-win game. However, 0-3 teams in the history of the NFL – that start 0-3, that's the Department of Redundancy Department, have a 3% chance of making the playoffs. Since 1980, 168 teams have started the season 0-3, but only five made the playoffs. You and Steve Fezzik actually talked about the Steelers having their backs. You know what we should do? Let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll get to that. But obviously you know, but Pittsburgh has a tie, so they wouldn't be 0-3. But I think you're right. The big question here is what is the amount of urgency that the Steelers have. And when we come back, we'll talk about it. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Bernie Fratto. Don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! Back on Straight Out of Vegas. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Bernie Fratto. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right. Let's hearken back to our conversation about the Steelers and the semantical argument about whether it's a must-win or not. But I think the most important thing, you and uh, Steve Fezzik had a little bit of a commentary on that this week. And in terms of the Steelers' perspective, do they really believe their backs are against the wall? Let's take a listen. Yes, I'm a Steelers fan, but I remain objective. Here's my big question in this game. Is the Steelers typically play well with their backs against the wall? You've got to wonder if they truly believe their backs are against the wall. Yeah, and I wonder it as well. And my basic strategy, when I look at a Pittsburgh game, when they go on the road, Big Ben's so much better at home than on the road. If I'm really not sure, I'm going to lean against the Steelers on the road. And I think that, Bernie, is an interesting point. Most teams at 0-1-1 would feel like, must win, forget that word, but boy, we better win this game. I just don't think Pittsburgh feels that. I think they're the type of team that feels like they can get down, you know, 15 nothing in a uh, like an NBA analogy and just come back anytime they want. And in a weird way, that confidence serves them well in some spots. But there's a reason the Steelers haven't been the number one seed. Think about having Big Ben. They made the Super Bowl in 2010, Pittsburgh. They've had Big Ben in his prime. And maybe he's out of his prime now, but pretty much most of those years, okay? Antonio Brown, best receiver in the league, certainly one of the top three. Le'Veon Bell, one of the top three backs. And they don't get the number one seed in the AFC even once. They don't have home field in the AFC Championship game. They don't make the Super Bowl even once. To me, it sounds absurd, but with this talent, you got to consider the Steelers last seven years to underachieve and I think we're seeing why with the turmoil in the locker room. And I'm not sure they feel enough pressure to turn it on fully this week. I actually like Tampa Bay. Something is wrong there. And <laughs> Is that an OJ? Remember the uh, oh, oh. corner on OJ Simpson? <laughs> Fred Fong or whoever it was. Look, <laughs> Something's wrong. Yes. Uh, consider this, RJ. 
part of the equation here is the Steelers aren't operating in a vacuum. It turns out the Cincinnati Bengals have a nice-looking club this year. Now, they go to Carolina. That won't be an easy task. And the Baltimore Ravens, Harbaugh and both Joe Flacco are under the gun. So this is a tough division. So mathematically... Mm, I'd make the case, other than the best team entering the year, and let's agree Pittsburgh was the best team entering the year by expectations, Baltimore, Cleveland... And Cincinnati would probably be below average as the three other teams. Now, we could make a case Cincinnati's 2-0 and right now. We could also make a case they were underdogs to win against the Colts in the fourth, meaning they were down double digits in the fourth. Give them credit for coming back. I wouldn't overreact to Cincinnati. I wouldn't overreact either. But mathematically, if you fall a game or two back, it just creates more pressure. You might have to sweep the, you know, the series. Before we run out of time here, Buffalo Bills plus 17. RJ, I think the New York Jets were a 17-point favorite in 1969 in Super Bowl three. You know what happened there. It was in all the papers. Now, did you, you bet that game? No, I wasn't. Uh... <laughs> you know, we used to have this old handicapper. He was bald, big, fat belly. I actually had some smelly breath. We used to joke that his first lock was the 1919 Black Sox. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Real quickly, before we run out of time here, do you take the 17 and why? I don't, but I gave this out on Friday on Straight Out of Vegas, and I'll give it out now because it's a good oh. it's a good pick. I'm going a correlated parlay. Now, what's a correlated parlay? It means if one of yes. the bets win, then the second bet has a better chance to win. Can I take a guess? So you're correlating yes. one to the under, all right? I'm, uh, well, here's the thing. Typically, in the NFL or in college football, if you like the favorite, you like the over. If you like the dog, you like the under. Why would we like the dog and the under here? Well, 17 is a lot. And additionally, if there's not a lot of points in the game, that plus 17 looks mighty juicy. So if your bookie will let you take it, and sometimes they won't because it's correlated, which means that's a good sign. They won't let you take it. Yeah. Bills plus 17 under 41 and a half as a two-teamer. I don't know how the Bills are going to score any points against Mike Zimmer's defense. You sound like Freddie well, Fanny Pack. Let me put it to you in clear terms. They couldn't score in a whorehouse with a fistful of 50s. <laughs> so be very careful just because that 17 looks enticing. It might not be. RJ, thanks. You've been listening to Straight Out of Vegas. He's RJ Bell. I'm Bernie Fratto. Catch him again Monday, 3 o'clock Pacific. 6 o'clock Eastern. Next up, Jonas Knox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.